Welcome to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. This special series features some of Milwaukee's most distinguished leaders. They'll share how they overcame challenges, developed their skills, and achieved success, so you can gain insight and inspiration. And now, Leadership is in Session. Welcome, everybody. Today, we have a special guest in the studio, and that's because I am sitting on the other side of the mic from Tammy Belton Davis, none other than the founder and president of Athena Communications. Welcome, Tammy. Thanks, Becky. It is so great to be with you today and not on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) That is true. And I say the other side of the microphone because most of you are accustomed to hearing Tammy host our award-winning podcast on the edge of equity. But today we are here to listen to Tammy's thoughts on handling negative feedback for our other special series, which is Leadership is in Session. And this is Athena Communications version of a masterclass. So Tammy, in your role as founder and president of Athena, you are called to give on strategic counsel to client partners, and this is every day. Now, there's an art and a science to this work, and sometimes that includes feedback that is both difficult to deliver and hear. Will you talk to us about the concept of feedback? Absolutely. Yeah, I think the work that we do within the communications industry requires us to be strategists. It requires us to have counseling. We're counseling in the C-suite. We're counseling our clients around strategies. We're providing thought leadership and we're giving critical feedback every day. And I think that there is, I love that the framing of this question is both art and science because there is a delicate dance. That's the art part of how you both give feedback that I think is important, but there is a science to it. There's something that happens in the brain when we receive negative words or feedback or analysis of our behavior or things that we do. And so how we actually facilitate that feedback or giving people suggestions on how they can improve has to really be done, I think, both with a spirit of love, but also a spirit of empathy. The whole idea of feedback is to strengthen and grow. Criticism is about simply providing sort of what is that negative or what is critical, not necessarily looking at what are the opportunities that this person, this individual can grow from what you are sharing. And so I think the science of it is we want to trigger our brains to model a way that demonstrates improvement. And the art of it is how you facilitate that can be both harmful to a person and or an opportunity for them to grow. So you mentioned a word I sometimes and I think people sometimes associate with feedback and that is criticism, right? But they are two separate things. Say that you have received negative feedback, right? And in the spirit of this conversation, we're going to call it feedback and not criticism. I think people want to completely avoid that altogether. Why is that? I want to completely avoid criticism. And there are times that even though I have been tasked with 
by my role as both a leader in, in, in my firm and in our company, but also within the industry that part of this, part of what you do as a practitioner is provide feedback. Part of what you do as a leader is to share feedback. As a mom, as a partner, as a wife, I give feedback to my family. And the goal in feedback is to say, here is my perspective. So let's first define feedback. Feedback is a moment of time from a perspective, from someone who is sharing about an experience that they have with you. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is the truth. It is a perspective. <laughs> it is someone's opinion in some instances. And so we have to treat feedback as that, that it is about a moment in time. And it may be moments of time. It may be over a series of days or months or an experience that someone has. And it is their perspective on what they have seen demonstrated in your behavior and your movement and your actions, your attitude. Criticism is really about pointing out what is wrong. The difference in both is that feedback should propel us, right? It should give us an opportunity to do self-inventory. It should give us an opportunity to sort of analyze and go, hmm, I hear that. But it should be an opportunity for us to grow. Criticism is not, it in its essence, it is meant to point out what is wrong only without the opportunity to say, where's the areas of improvement? How can I grow? I love to talk about about when I'm doing an analysis and there's SWOT analyses that comes with different industries, how we analyze behavior and organizations and their strengths and weaknesses. I don't like to use weaknesses when it comes to talking about individuals. I always think that there is areas of improvement. It probably is my Alverno days where we talked about how do we improve? What is the process of improvement? Is that we look for areas of improvement versus pointing out what is weak because we always have an opportunity to grow, always have an opportunity to learn, always have an opportunity to elevate based on the feedback that is given. And so if you are encountering what feels like a critique, which is pointing out all that is wrong, pointing out all the things that didn't happen correctly, pointing out all of the negative, and that it doesn't give an opportunity to grow, it is just in that category of criticism. There is another word for criticism that is haters, haterism. And so we have to be mindful of how that feedback is both given. If it's given in the spirit of only pointing out what is wrong, it is in the bucket of criticism. If it's given in the spirit of, I want you to hear and learn from this, and that is an opportunity, again, for feedback that points us in the direction of growth. So you mentioned Alverno College, which is very near and dear to both of our hearts. You yes. are an esteemed alum of Alverno College, and I had the privilege of working there. And feedback is really undergirds the Alverno experience. And so I was able to watch students grow and evolve when they first arrived, and feedback to them was criticism, but I watched them evolve and say, you know what, this really is designed to help me grow, which is what you've just lifted for all of us. But it is human nature to think and to receive feedback and only focus in, narrowly focus in on, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I didn't perform well. And that's all I'm going to focus on. If you are the recipient of that, and it really is given and designed to make someone grow, how do you get past that mentality of, 
I'm being singled out and someone doesn't like me. Absolutely. It is absolutely a part of the human experience to receive what is negative to us in a very reactionary standpoint is that I'm angry or I'm offended or I feel that it is unfair treatment. I think that is a normal part of how our brain reacts to what we perceive as negative. And it is what we perceive as negative because sometimes feedback is intended to help us grow. And the intent of feedback is to give you a glimpse or a perspective on attitude or behavior that's intended to grow. But sometimes we receive it, right? Because the human brain, the ears hear negative, what went wrong? What did you not do well? Oh, I'm a failure. And what our response should be. And this is, I am both preaching to Tammy while I am sharing this. I have not mastered this, but it's it's to take a moment to breathe through it and to be intentional with how we are receiving the feedback. Sometimes you need a moment. I've heard something negative. Becky, you've shared a perspective. It doesn't feel real good to me. I just need a moment to exhale. Then I can maybe come back and continue that conversation. Then there's a point of, well, how do we go through the steps of pulling out what we need? So I'm going to hear the feedback that you say. There's some things that resonate. There are going to be some things that don't resonate. But what do I do with it next? How do I process it next? And it really is being intentional to hear what has been shared, even if it hasn't been shared in the spirit of love and growth, right? Because there are sometimes we receive feedback and the way that it is delivered is as can be as devastating or it can be as impactful negatively as the feedback itself. So sometimes the delivery of it can just make us feel uncomfortable, but how we move past it is a place of growth we have to take on. So being able to do that personal inventory, okay, someone was offended by what I said. Could I have said that differently? Was there something that I could have maybe done to make that matter easier? Was there something that I could have processed, could have added on, could have taken away, could have demonstrated differently, could have moved differently? Perhaps. Perhaps not. I will tell you that I've recently had an experience. I've had an experience where I put my heart and soul into a project that I was working on. And I felt very good because I thought I was being intentional with prioritizing those folks that were around me. And the response that I got was she was to this and she was not as organized or she wasn't as All of the feedback that I thought was, some of it was unfair. Some of it, I looked back and I said, okay, maybe I could have done things differently. My intention, my heart for that was deep. So it bruised (laughs) pretty quickly. I needed to take a moment after looking, after receiving that feedback, I actually had to step away from it for about an hour and I had to catch, literally catch my breath because I knew what my heart and my intention around this project meant to me. And it did not land in the way that I expected it to land. And my heart, like my intentions were great. I wanted it to be fantastic. And how it was received did not demonstrate where I was. And so it took me a moment to say, all right, let me realign. Let me see where I missed it. But more importantly, what am I supposed to learn out of this? Because I do believe that there are lessons in it all, whether it is a critique, 
that is criticism, that is very painful, or really it is feedback as an opportunity for me to learn and grow, there's always a moment that you need to just sort of take it in. And one of the things that's really important for our mental wellness, but also our physical wellness, is that we are able at some point to release. Now, some things are easier to sort of roll off than other things. There's some times that we also need to get some additional counsel, like talk me through this. In this case, I needed to run to my husband because he was the closest <laughs> to me. And he was able to share encouragement, share just some valuable ways for me to sort of o- overcome what I was experiencing in that moment. And what I've done since then, that there is something about time being able to heal some wounds is that I've now been able to just now, and it's been a couple months, but it's it's now I've been able to kind of look back and go, all right, there's some things that you could have done differently. There's some things that, nope, you were right on the money. Nope, there's some things that I could maybe adjust in my planning and take for the future. So it really is not uncommon for us to respond negatively to negative feedback. It is also not uncommon that we can have 99 people telling us that we are amazing and we are brilliant and we are the best thing since pumpkin pie and that one person having negative feedback about us that seems to consume all of the positive. And we have to be able to now have those open conversations with trusted advisors, trusted colleagues to run that feedback, those perspectives against what they know about us. And then there's also the time that we have for our personal inventory. And so what does that introspective examination look like for us? And that's not always fun to do because there's a little bit of truth in all the feedback that we get, right? <laughs> there, There's something that we can pull away and say, yep, mm-hmm, that's Tammy. That is how she would respond. That is exactly how she showed up. But the opportunity, again, I don't want to underestimate estimate the power that negative feedback can have on our personal development and growth and our leadership. It is critical. So you mentioned trusted advisors. Mm -hmm. You have them, I have them. And in this case, you mentioned your husband. And let's be honest, all of us, none of us are immune from receiving negative feedback from our loved ones. We're not even talking about a professional setting. We're talking about our partners, our spouses, our children, our family members, our parents. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. How do you navigate negative feedback from that group, from those people who you are closest (laughs) to? Well, that is probably those people that we have the most intimate level of relationship with are often the folks who will tell us the truth. And sometimes in very candid ways, and sometimes it doesn't feel good because these are people that you love. I have shared this experience when I think about my own personal branding. And there is a story that I tell about my family. We were playing this game. And to this day, I still cannot remember the name of the game. But the game was, it was basically each person had to pick a card. And the game rules were there were a number of items on the card that would demonstrate the personality of one person. And so it was my family's turn to pick a characteristic of me. 
And it was my husband, it was my mother, and it was our daughter. And the characteristics were, what best describes this person? Are they happy, joyful, angry, or content? And to a person, everybody was like, she is angry. And I (laughs) was highly offended and angry. (laughs) Excuse me? I am angry. I know you all are misreading this card. You're certainly not talking about me. And I had to take a few deep breaths and walk away from that experience and that game angry, (laughs) indeed, (laughs) but also taking some time to say, how is it possible that to a person, this was the first descriptor for me? And what I realized in that moment is that I was angry. I absolutely was angry for a host of reasons. It was a season in my life that I was leading with anger. They recognized it. They told the truth. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It was one of the most uncomfortable moments that I've had, but it was an awakening that if this is not what I want to show up in my life, then I need to make some adjustments. If I don't want to show up as an angry person, if I don't want to be an angry person, then I got to stop being angry. And I have to figure out what are the ways that I can now demonstrate a better version of me. And what it was recognizing was definitely a character flaw. Now, there is nothing wrong with being angry, but when anger manifest in ways that are harmful. And when anger becomes a part of the narrative for you, yeah, if you don't want to be the angry person, like there are adjustments that need to be made. And so what I needed to do, and I continue to do this because I recognize how anger manifests in my life, I have to now be very intentional with what does it look like for me to choose joy? And so one of the things that I have in my home is there must be four different places that I have. I choose joy today because I need joy to manifest because anger is a default. (laughs) I know what anger feels like. Anger is probably one of the emotions that's easiest for me to manifest and to demonstrate. So I have to choose joy because I want to be a joyful leader. I want to operate with joy. I want to exude joy. I want my work to feel joyful. I want my team to feel like they can experience a joyful working environment. So for me, receiving that critical And that necessary feedback that was in many ways negative, but also very poignant, it allowed me to do the work to make some changes in my life. And so that was a great example for me about having and building a brand, but also a leadership showing up in my leadership in a way that I wanted to be congruent with what I felt on the inside. Like my inside is not to be angry. My inside is actually like, I want to be happy and joyful, but there are times that I know anger is (laughs) the thing. And so how do you now take that feedback from people that you love and not stay angry because it doesn't feel good, but actually use it as an opportunity to say, I want to chart a new course. That is what I'm committed to doing. And I know that that's a lifetime commitment. Because it involves a mindset shift, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yes. And so when you are receiving negative feedback or perhaps criticism, how do you shift your mindset to truly think about it, to take some time? You've mentioned that you've had to do that yourself. 
How do you actually create that mindset shift, though, to like you said, you have signs around your house that say, I choose joy, right? Yes. How does that happen? Well, I think it, it starts with a choice. And I will tell you that you know this because you know me as a person of faith. I rely a lot on my relationship with God to both be my guide, my compass, my foundation, my everything. And so there are often conversations that I'm having like, help me because <laughs> I need help. Because I recognize that a mindset change is about intentionality. So we don't wake up and go, okay, my mind has been changed or there is a renewal. It's a process and it requires work and it requires great intentions. So for me, having those visuals in my house, affirmations that, you know, I'm pulling off of Instagram to help guide me, that mindfulness activities, I wish I was more committed to doing mindfulness every day, but I do try and make that a part of my routine is that I'm living sort of those positive affirmations, reading scripture that is uplifting, but really being intentional that it is a choice. That requires action, that requires work, that requires the check when the mental or the negative thoughts come in is how do I reject those things and start to speak positive like it's work. It isn't something that you do, but you choose because the benefit outweighs sort of the loss that you get, like the benefit of operating in joy for me is so much more rewarding than being angry. And so doing that, and that's a daily, like I can tell you, and my family probably would have a different assessment. I can tell you that I'm probably more joyful in my life now than I've ever been, but it has required me to do the work to be intentional, to prioritize sort of how do I create the spaces that that bring me joy, that requires self-care. That's a longer conversation about how do you take care of self. I'm hustling and bustling every day. There's things that have to be done. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a partner. I'm a daughter. I'm a business owner. I'm all these things. And it requires me to also now prioritize me. And prioritizing me means I have to create spaces that bring me joy so I can operate in joy, so I can keep changing my mind every day. When the stressors of this life, when there's anxiety that comes from what it means to be a human on this planet, what it means to live in a city that has challenges, what it means to be all the things, I think it's important to recognize that with great intention, those mindsets changes can happen. Well, you have given us so many wonderful tools to equip us and help us perhaps equip others receive and deliver feedback. So I want to thank you. And I also appreciate your conversation and your thoughts about mindset and you choosing joy, because I think all of us who know you and have the opportunity to work with you on a daily basis, whether I'm talking about our Athena colleagues or our client partners, do receive that joy from you. And when warranted, we receive that feedback. And we know it is all designed to make us better, to help us grow, because ultimately at the heart of our work is working to make transformational changes in the city that, as you said, does 
does have a lot of challenges, but I think together we are committed to doing that. So, so thank you. Thank you for leading us through that wonderful conversation. Thank you, Becky, for having me and for you facilitating these conversations. I think it is so important as we're looking at, and I'll just, I'll say these final thoughts as you look at or those that are listening, so whether it's performance reviews or it's peer mentoring and feedback or it is feedback that we receive from our family members, those who are close to us, having that openness to receive, but also that commitment to you. We have the responsibility individually to say, I choose to be better. And so if this is a path that is going to help me walk into greatness, I receive it. And you reject that which you don't need. You take on that which you do use and you build out a plan that works for your life. And if we encounter those interactions of negative feedback that don't necessarily feel good in the moment, the opportunity to grow from them is really the benefit. It's the real prize. If there's a gift in all of it, it is the opportunity to continue to grow. So I love to share those lessons and I appreciate being a guest on the podcast. Well, I appreciate having you on the other side of the microphone and don't be a stranger. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Leadership is in Session, powered by Athena Communications. Be sure to catch all eight enlightening episodes. And don't forget to connect to On the Edge of Equity with Tammy Belton Davis, available wherever you get your podcasts.